1: welcome
2: to the Inspired Evolution, a show dedicated to helping you actually live the life that you love. I'm your host, Amrit Sandhu, international speaker, global coach, and loving podcaster. As a gift for tuning into this podcast, I have something really special just for you. My premium short course, which can teach you how to meditate in just seven days, you can download it now at www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. That's www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. Learn how to meditate in just seven days. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this powerfully insightful conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest episodes launching every Monday designed to help you live the life you love and keep you inspired to evolve. I think it's all angels just walk by. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution and it is an absolute treat, a dreamy treat to be here with Marie Diamond today. Marie, how are you?
3: I'm great. I I
2: don't know if you want me to to do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of energy behind that. But for those tuning in to Marie, if it's your first time, you're about to be very surprised. There's a lot of energy work in this space. But those that know her affectionately know that for the last 25 years, she's been a spiritual mentor and a feng shui master of hundreds of thousands of students worldwide, top public speakers, international bestsellers, celebrities, whether in music or the movie industry, politicians or their athletes, they love her work. And I love it because it helps me better understand how to, I guess, use my home, as she puts it, as a three-dimensional vision board, activating our personal success, activating our relationships, activating our health, and something that's really dear to all of us tuning into the Inspired Evolution, activating some wisdom. Marie, it is such a pleasure to have you here today.
3: Thank you so much, Amrit, and I'm looking so forward to have this conversation with you and, <laughs> and being there with all your listeners and viewers.
2: It is, uh, hey, I wanted to tune in to something. Um, I have, okay, so for those tuning in, a great place to start would be to jump over to, um, if I go to, is it mariediamond.com and I can go and get my energy number, Marie? Is that, the, is that yes. where the resource lives?
3: Yes, indeed. So you can go to my website, mariedam.com, and get your free energy report. And what it does, it gives you your energy number. Mm. Based on your energy number, you will know where your success area is in your house. So it's a system based on the birthday. It's classical feng shui, but I kind of made it a little bit more sexier so Mm -hmm. that you can actually find out what is your energy number? So between one and nine, and it gives you kind of an archetype of who you are and what kind of purpose you are here in the world for. And, um, and by doing this and how your flow is in life, but also you want to know where in your house there is an area that is dedicated to success and to money. So, hmm. so that's for everybody different. I don't know if you know your energy number.
2: I how do. I'm a three
3: you're Oh, oh you're a bringer of light <laughs>
2: i'm That's so glad you are that off the top of your head <laughs> yes, you're a bringer of
3: light. so you you love to light people up you love to create you know this and it's wonderful you are in the entertainment <laughs> so that you're doing radio it's really perfect for you because this, your success direction is south and south stands for everything with uh, media entertainment um being public so that is if you would not do that you would not fulfill your purpose yeah Mm. whatever you do that's what you need to bring and it's interesting because you live in australia and australia is the south if you look at the map of the world it's the southeast yeah right off the map and so southeast is your relationship energy so (laughs) living in australia and focusing on that that part of the world is definitely very strong for you yeah Mm. um And so, but you have a new cycle of nine years starting next year, 2021. You will go to a whole new level. Whatever you have done so far has just been peanuts. You've been growing up. You've been expanding, restructuring. But to really go to the next level, and if you do not write a book next year, I will, this is not going to be good for you. You (laughs) have to write a book next year. Yeah, it has to be published next year. So based on any number we can... The I call the energy rhythm of mm-hmm. people, and it's like it's their law of attraction journey, so it's like feng shui to con- connect it with your law of attraction.
2: Mm which there's so much to unpack in there and and yeah like I think for those that are meeting you for the first time and those that are tuning into this podcast probably searching for on YouTube they're probably looking for feng shui and that's how they've come across you but guys like you know especially once you've been around the mind valley tribe and the crowd Marie is more than even just a spiritual mentor the energy work that goes into the back end of all of this I think feng shui just happens to be one of the branches within which you did dive and dial in the energy work and there's perhaps not as many people tuning into that space with the grace with which you are that has then afforded us to be able to connect with you in such a way. One of the questions you, you one of the things you were dialing in on there was the Southern Hemisphere conversation. Last I heard you speak, I was actually in, um, was it Croatia or Estonia? Um, I was seeing you speak and you mentioned that, yep, my, my success direction was south. But one of the questions I had was, is that universal even in the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere? Is it Does it remain the same or does there any energetic shifts?
3: No, it is actually the same because the North Pole stays the North Pole and the South Pole stays the South Pole. I mean, that is the same. It's only on very advanced feng shui that we do some changes because, um, as you know, the water runs yeah, in a different line, direction. Right? Yeah. Different direction. So it's only towards landscape feng shui uh, because we always look at where rivers, first have to fl- uh, flow if you have rivers reverse close to you it will be opposite mm. um, but the compass directions are the compass directions you know mm. it's like you will the north pole says the north pole and the south pole says the south pole so it's um this is the same so there's no changes if you're living above the Equ- equation or below the mm. equator so it's, it's all the same
2: yeah I love that so one of the questions I have is do you meet like when you would have started in this space 25 years ago like I think people have the people that have been interested in feng shui definitely have been interested in feng shui but do you think I see from just looking from the outside in like your work is gaining greater and greater traction do you think more and more people are dialing into the awareness of the environment and our relationship with it
3: Yeah, I think um, when I started 25 years ago, I really came became first uh, forward as a spiritual teacher, teaching them about enlightenment. As I had my own enlightenment experience a few years before, teaching them meditation. But what I got was that a lot of people got stuck and couldn't go, like, couldn't go through the ceiling to a next level of their, their path of uh, alignment, their path of spirituality spirituality. And um, because I already had practiced Feng since I was 15, I do know that if I would have stayed in the, the first bedroom and the location, how things were set up when I was, till I was 15, I probably would not have reached so easily enlightenment. It's because I changed bedroom and changed colors and changed directions. Because what happens is, your environment is actually not only supporting your brainwaves, it's also supports your alignment with your chakras. Mm. And so if you're in the place that is not the highest vibration, it's very difficult to align yourself on the highest level. Mm. And so when I understood that and I started, you know, I've been practicing it myself since I was 15, some basic feng shui that I, I was not always aware of uh, that other people didn't even know about. But when I started teaching uh, Spirituality, I started exploring more, um, you know, feng shui. I was uh, connecting with the grandmaster. And what happened is I started seeing that people just didn't have breakthroughs always with all the meditations they did, with all all their discipline of being positive, because their environment was telling a different story. Mm. It's like when I understood, um, my feng shui master, grandmaster said, Uh, There are three aspects of attraction. And the first aspect is really your heavenly luck. It's like your karma or your destiny. Like where you're born, that's part of your karma. The parents you have, the talents you have.
2: Mm. It's
3: part of your, I call it, law of attraction package that you so brought to the planet Mm. with you. Um, And you, of course, need to practice that little package. You need to work with that. Mm. um so for example i'm born in belgium a little small city in Mm. belgium but i made decisions to not stay there if i could stay there i would have a different destiny i would have a different path but i Mm. made the decision and so everybody can make decisions to change their original package yeah um or fulfill it right Mm. if you have a great voice and you never sing right and you never share it then you're not fulfilling that original law of attraction package Mm -hmm. the second is what we call the human part of the law of attraction, is what you as a human being have direct access to or directly can change. That is where the secret where I'm one of the stars in is actually talking about. Mm. And it says, you know, you have to have the right thoughts, you have the right behavior, the right feelings in your heart, taking the right actions. But let's be honest, that takes a lot of discipline, Mm. right? To always think positive, oh my God, even the masters of the teacher, of the secret cannot do that all the time. It's it's impossible, right? Mm. Um, to feel always in gratitude, you know, sometimes you feel pissed off, let's be honest, you know? Mm. This is kind of how life is. Mm. Um, to do always the right things in life, you know, sometimes there's a day in your life, I don't want to do anything, or you're not doing things regularly because, you know, it, you make mistakes and failures, that's part of life. Now, that's the second part of law of attraction, where we do have direct access to, where we can change things, but it's quite an intense and hard thing to do, because you have to do it every day.
0: Hmm.
3: And then the third aspect is the earth luck. It's what your environment is providing. Right. And so the great thing about that is your home, your colors, the location you are in, your um images that you have around you they're all subconsciously giving you 24 hours a day messages like mm-hmm. signals yeah so think about like your home you have programmed it it's like you're living in a hologram program mm. yeah holographic program everything is a signal everything is a programming so if you know that and you can redirect that energy. You can say, "Oh, but in my in that part of the hologram that is my home, my three dimensional vision board, that is my success energy." And if I have there um, items or images that are wrong, you know, that telling me constantly a different message. Even if I'm not thinking about it, even if I don't look at it, it's still because of the quantum physics of the environment will give an, an, an impulse. And so the impulse is there every day, years. Sometimes you put something there for years, right? Mm. And so that part is the last part of law of attraction that most people do not know about. So that is what I shared in The Secret. That's what I've been sharing in the self-development world. As it looked to them, you know, it's great that you try to change your mind, but if your home, who is a bigger entity than you, Mm. has a different mindset, because you created a different mindset in there, then it's very hard to to go against it.
1: Hmm. But if you
3: align it, yeah, it's all about alignment. If you align your your original destiny, your karma, your, your fate in the world, and with your thoughts, feelings, and actions, and you align it with your environment, then that's when things start flowing, right? This is what feng shui is really about. I think, the Feng Shui masters, or even today, they don't explain it that way. But mm-hmm. I really got that huge insight, and I started working with my clients in working on these three levels. Mm-hmm. And what happened because of that is like they had these breakthroughs and these manifestations, and it's like a magical living. It's like a magical flow. Mm-hmm. What happened, because suddenly you are aligning everything, and that universe is saying, oh, finally, I can bring everything you want, because... Your home is not a blockage anymore. Your office is, is supporting you now. Yeah. Mm. So that is actually why I brought in feng shui. And I saw all these breakthroughs with my students and also breakthroughs, of course, in my own life from being a spiritual teacher from a small city in Belgium to become a global renowned teacher. Mm. And I always added the feng shui to it. And, of course, to the secret that kind of got highlighted because I was the only one talking about the environment. And of course, right now we, we have, you know, in 190 countries, I think more than a million students online. Um, so it's really interesting to know that people start seeing that's the missing link. It's a missing mm. link. And because a lot of people just do feng shui, but they don't bring feng shui together with their self development.
2: Mm. And if
3: they bring that together, and that's, you know, what I've, I've been focusing on with everyone that is when they get their aha moments. And it's like just something we did literally with you, right? Mm-hmm. I just I you, perhaps you want to share the story, but I just did. We've
2: upgraded the, uh, the backdrop for the Inspired Evolution podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: It, it is like, so right now, instead of the word love, that was like, that's like the center point of his visual uh, was a were soldiers standing there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, now he put us a center point love, and he had a cactus behind him who was all spiky so he had like weapons behind him so it means that you won't get the respect and recognition you desire mm-hmm. you will be more attacked on who you are and what you bring so what is behind you is also you know quite important mm. so what is in front of you is important what do you see when you're waking up what do you see when you come into your house what do you see from your couch what do you see from your office space i mean all the things you see gives you subconscious messages and that can actually shift completely your vibrational field. So um, that is actually that I start bringing forward. The spirituality is still major for me and I'm still a spiritual teacher, but I integrated um, the home to it because I believe when you do not have an enlightened home, it's harder to get enlightened.
2: Mm. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I resonate on so many different levels. One of my um, my background is in structural engineering and my PhD was on uh, vertical gardens on high-rise buildings in the city. So my intention was just to try and bring green to the city. And many people were like, oh, it's good for pollution. And I was like, actually, it's good for depression <laughs> because when we're back in green, <laughs> it actually helps. And then I had, this, I had this real tough time for a few years where I was uh, like a meditator and an engineer and I was trying to figure out who is this guy that is meditating, but also an engineer? Because engineers, sometimes it feels like we're at odds with, you know, exploring the inner space or being conscious or being aware because we're just taking resources and putting them out in the world and being less considerate sometimes. And I realized for me, it was like, actually, you know, in a meditation, it came to me, it was like, actually it's inner and outer space that, you know, that fascinates me. And hence why the podcast exists now. It's more at the Nexus. So we get to explore inner space and outer space. So it's a real gooey, yummy treat to have you here today. And one of the things that I wanted to share with you was like the, um, like there have been some really game-changing principles. They're really simple, like really, really simple when you take the time to dial them in. But I used to, I used to sit with a desk facing the wall. Yeah. And now the wall is behind me. And then obviously there's a gorgeous bookshelf, which is fantastic. Um, But it's, you know, the opportunity to sit facing into the space and making sure that the door's over there and I'm looking at the door. I, over time, maybe because of the practice of meditation, like sometimes I'm dialed in on a bit of like a subtle, subtler level. Let's just call it that. I can feel that there's, there's less stress in my system having the wall behind me. Um, Can you tell me more about some of these things?
3: Yeah, of course. So what you just shared about is what I call the power position. So think about kings, queens, emperors, uh, presidents, prime ministers, when you would go into their space. Yeah, they would have, first of all, positioned themselves always that when people come in, they will see the door. Yeah, they would never, you cannot imagine the Queen of England, right, sitting with her desk against the wall or <laughs> a of a 500 fortune company sitting yeah, with God. a little small desk facing the wall. I mean, that is never going to happen, right? Yeah. So, but what they do is subconsciously doing the right thing is that when you see the door, it means you see the flow of life, you see the flow mm-hmm. of energy even if nobody ever enters except you into that space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what you do is when people do this position, and so you're, even if you're working on your computer, if you have a screen in front of you that when you look up, you see who comes in, what happens is your, the energy flows towards um, the frontal, Cortex. So instead of the energy being into the back of your uh, your brain, it goes to the frontal cortex. So it means that you go from fear into creativity, right? You know, survival into um, thriving, mm. and that's the first thing. The second thing is that your brainwaves shifts. So you go from. Um, brain waves that are beta brain waves where we call survival and very hectic we're overwhelmed so if we're sitting the wall we're actually towards we're hitting the wall literally physically we're hitting with our attention spam all the time the wall so then don't be surprised your uh, money will hit a wall your career will hit a wall your you know whatever your energy will hit a wall literally because there's no space in front of you right Mm -hmm. so literally when you look you're hitting that structure. Mm. So when you do that, your brainwave automatically go, go into beta brainwave. When you change your desk in such a position, like I'm sitting here now, I see the door My the door is right there. What happens is my energy shifts to the front yeah, mm. of my face. I'm not hitting a wall anymore. There's space in front of me. Like I even have a chair literally sitting there Mm. so that anyone that can come in, I like symbolically say, welcome to any client. Even if I'm online with you right now, you're not online. You're sitting there, Amrit, Mm. right? So you're there with me. Um, And you will see that in many CEO, um, you know, offices, they have a desk and they have like one or two chairs across the desk because they're, always welcoming somebody to talk to them, to have a conversation, but they're actually welcoming the space. So the deeper you see in front of you, Mm. yeah, the more money will come to you, the more um, recognition will come to you, the more power you have, uh, the more creativity, the more um, ideas that will manifest because there's space to manifest. Yeah. Mm. So we all know that if we would be in a very small cramped space, Even if you have like a one-bedroom studio or whatever, you know, like very cramped, you can't wait to go out. Yeah, you can't Mm. wait to go into nature, into a park. And that's kind of interesting with this confinement and this lockdown that some countries have experienced where people have to really be inside. They're like, oh, I have no space. I can't breathe. Literally, that's Mm. the feeling. Because you want to go out into the world, you want to change your scenery. You know, you want to just, "Ah, I can breathe. And Mm. so... That is the shift you're doing. The second part is you need to have some uh, structure behind you. Like you have a bookcase. I have the wall behind me and you don't see it, but I have some things behind me to support me. So always you want to think about I'm the queen, I'm the king, I'm the president. You would have a high back chair, like I have a high back chair, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have a high back chair. That's something you can change, mm-hmm. right? So when you have a high back chair, you like even more powerful. Mm. Yeah but your whole back is supported, but at least you're supported by the bookcase. So that's mm. great. But the cactus behind you was actually telling something opposite. The soldiers behind you were like, you have to have images behind you that are uplifting, right? Mm. So it could, like, I love the Buddha there because it's like you're supported by God in a way. Yeah. So whatever is behind you is also telling a message but you have to have something solid behind you so you're feeling supported so you have a team you have people loving you they have people that are really supporting your life and what you bring into the world so it's the space in front of you and having a good support in the back
2: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing and dialing in on that. And that's just one of the few insights that you get from dialing into just your energy report number. There's so much going on in that space. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, Marie, is sometimes, and this is going to sound somewhat foolish, but I get kind of stuck because my health direction is North, but my success direction is south (laughs) and then I kind of I'm in this I'm in this limbo so I sort of think okay do I want to sleep and I'm trying to focus on north and then it's like but wait, wouldn't I want success and so how do you like for what decisions do you choose what things I guess for meditation I generally knowing that I'm a number three and that um east is powerful for my meditation I face east for my meditations um is that a wise thing to do yes
3: so you have when you go to the energy report you have four directions Mm. and so you have success direction so it's always focused on success career money Mm. so you if you can you face it yeah so but that's not always possible in a room if you have to look at the floor plan and you want to see the door you cannot always face your success direction right but you can place something in your success direction so Mm. you can put Your success direction, like a vision board, logo of your company, books on success and money. If you have products, uh, you can place them there. Your business cards. What else do I have in my? I have my awards there. I have images of some of my celebrity clients there. So everything that made me successful. Yeah, Mm. you can create a little success altar in your success direction. You can do that in your uh, office space, your bedroom, if you have that. Um, you know, separate if possible. Um, If you have it in the living room, you can do it too. But sometimes it's better to do it more where people don't always see it that much. Mm. So it's a little bit more private. Yeah. Right. Um, You have a relationship direction. And so your relationship direction is what you in your bedroom, living room and office will uh, always activate. If you can, you will face it. But if you can't face the door, you know, facing the door is a priority. Yeah. Sometimes you can face also your uh, relationship direction, depending how your your setup is. But if you can't, you can activate it for sure.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. So you
3: can put in your living room pictures of family and your romance and your friends in your bedroom, just focus on relationships. Yeah. For you personally. Uh, You don't want to bring your family in law into it. That's that's, (laughs) (laughs) not. I always always say if you play something, imagine they're really there. Do you want these people there?
2: Right.
3: Yeah. Always think your brain doesn't see the difference between image and reality. Yeah. Mm. In the quantum physics field, it's all there. So in your office, of course, you look for teamwork. If mm. you have um, you with some um, celebrities or um, companies you want to work with, I always put a globe there mm. because I'm global. And if you want yeah. to be global, it, put a globe there, direction, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the podcast is so easy to do. <laughs>
1: um,
3: and your wisdom direction, again, um, and your health direction, if you can't face it, um that would be great um for health i would definitely do if you do health practices yeah like yoga or you're working out wisdom is towards meditation or because when you're facing your wisdom direction you will get higher and faster insights Mm. and uh, messages so you can do that but like your layout is you know, in your workspace, you try to see the door and then you try to see one of these four directions works. Like right now, I'm facing my health direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can also face my success direction if I want, but it's there's so much sunlight there right now mm-hmm. that uh, I had to just turn my desk around to, mm. you know, to have a little bit of uh, less sun coming on me. Mm. Uh, because it's just so hot here in the south of France where I live. Um, but um I always try to face a right direction because mm. when you do that, your brain goes into alpha brainwaves,
0: mm. and
3: that's where you're positive, inspired, creative. So you always try to bring the power position first, and then one of your four directions. Try to face it. So facing you means your eyes are open, you look towards it, right, mm. during the day, and um, and you always try to activate these areas with mm. the right symbols and items.
2: I love that. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it really, it really connects with, uh, just how things are, are dialed in. And I've, um, I've had some really interesting conversations recently about, you know, uh, just the way my desk is facing and perhaps the way that, you know, things can be or should be aligned. And it's like, well, now I believe in Feng Shui thanks to Marie Diamond. So this is how I, this is how I operate. And to be honest, like, yeah, it's been, um, <sighs> I, I often wonder if it's just me having the belief that I trust your opinion or whether I actually feel it, but I, I, I don't really care because I feel it at the end of the day. And so for me, my meditation cushion used to actually face West and uh, it was, and I don't know, like it just, it, it was fine. Like I was like that for ages um, and then switching it to the East, just to face East it just feels better <laughs> it just yeah. like it just really feels but,
3: better and, and again this is not for everyone like i can face west based on my birthday right yeah, of so course I'm not that, but it's based well, on your birthday it's east mm. and um the thing is you don't have to believe it at all
2: mm. you know
3: i always to people feng shui is not something you have to believe at mm. all i just say practice it try it out yeah and i always say see that people say like i feel so much better i have more positive energy um like things are like appearing there's like more synchronicities happening right and it's because you are in alignment you're in your personal flow mm. and when in personal flow that is when things start happening so i always say to people you don't please don't believe it just practice it mm. for at least 10 days And when people, after 10 days, like, oh, I'm not changing it again. I'm like, I'm feeling so comfortable in this (laughs) because your body has more inner space. Your body has more inner good energy. You know, it's like, I see this now because I've seen people practicing this for 25 years um, that um, their life is more in harmony. They also, what is always great, they look younger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have more positive energy. Um, Somebody was last week, I was in Zurich in Switzerland and somebody said, you know, each time I see you, you're always upbeat, you're always positive. Like, how do you do this? I said, good feng shui. I
2: love that. I love that. I would love to ask, what do you say to those people that say, like, isn't everything perfect just the way it is? Like in terms of isn't everything a gift of God as it is? isn't it already just perfect in its abundance? Why do I need to be facing a certain direction? What do we say to something like that?
3: Well, you know, everything is perfect as it is at Mm. that moment, right? That's that's okay to to believe that. I also believe that God has given uh, systems, has given knowledge to the ancient ones, to the elders, yeah? So it has given knowledge to the bakers how to bake bread. It Mm. has given knowledge to the constructors engineers how to construct high rises. There's a reason for that. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It has given also to the Feng Shui masters insight how energy flows and passed that on for thousands of years now. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would say if everything is perfect, now you have to also accept that everything of knowledge that is given to humanity yeah through the ancient ones even through you personally at that moment in meditation except that also as this is a perfect given so don't throw away right Mm. what is already given thousands of years to um to really um improve who you are in your perfection yeah Mm. so yeah everything is perfect but you know it can be even more
2: perfect (laughs) i love that i love that (laughs) Can I ask you, so what are some like, what are the top three kind of common mistakes that you see in feng shui? Are there, is there, is there something like that? Or is it everybody's unique yeah, in what they
3: yeah, Actually, there are. I think the first one is that people have too much stuff around
2: them. I was yeah. going to ask you about decluttering later. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> it's like we have a big saying less is more, right? Mm. So um, when you're, sitting around and and you know everything that is there needs to have space mm. so if you have like a book out or an image out don't hang like 10 images because it's not like everything needs space and everything needs to breed. Mm. but also when we open our closets, we open our drawers my god there's so much stuff in there right and we always ask you know it's not about the Marie Kondo, uh, system asking, is there, give that joy? I think it's like, will I still use this in the next year? I'm a, a practical person. So mm. I will always say, do I still use that? Do I, do I still like this to be around me? Um, is it like something that still gives me value? In whatever mm. way, you know, ask the questions. And you know, things that are broken, let it go right away. I mean, people, so many people hold on to things that are broken. Mm. You know, it's broken energy. So let it go. And, you know, perhaps you have books around you that are there already 10 years and so you're thinking, do I still read that? Or is that, could I use it as an activator for feng shui? It's great in the mm. success energy, on your relationship energy. For me, books are, I read them and then if I cannot use them in my feng shui, I give them away. I mean, right. that's kind of the, the reaction I do. But it's all about making sure at the entrance there's no clutter. That's the first no-no. Right. So I come into people's entrances and the entrance is where the energy from the universe comes in with you Mm. to your private space. And so if I see their shoes on the ground, coats hanging at the entrance, you're already showing you have poverty mentality. Yeah. Because I have been in so many top, um, billionaires houses. I, I live myself in million dollar houses um in in many countries and i'm telling you at your entrance you never have shoes on the ground that goes hanging right Mm. so you always make sure there's something pleasant to look at yeah could be a family picture could be a beautiful landscape could be a beautiful bouquet of flowers you know a beautiful plant something that just ah, relaxes you and calms you down and you're feeling welcome in your house that's the first one the second no-no that I've seen big mistake is always that people have mirrors in their bedroom. Yeah, so I was going like to ask have about mirrors. People, yeah, go yeah. on. They have like a TV and a TV with a reflection, or they have a sliding doors and there's mirrors on it. So when you have mirrors, you're actually reflecting whatever is there. So if you're by yourself, you're reflecting your loneliness. If you're with two, you're reflecting two people, and you're inviting more people to your relationship. Mm. But also when you are stressed when you are sick, you're actually doubling the sickness and the stress. So during the night, you are the most vulnerable, yeah? Mm. Because you are always in a higher being and your higher self, but your body is vulnerable. So mm. make sure you cover the mirrors, you put a screen in front of it, do something so you do not have the mirrors reflecting you at night. So it's a second big mistake. Um, I, I think the third big mistake I see is, like we shared about, is that people have their back to the door. So mm. it could be in an office, but it can also be in the living room. Sometimes I come in and the king of the living room is a television. So <laughs> the sofa is with a back to the door, right?
2: Yeah. I come
3: in, like, who do I meet? Well, king television. Right? That's who I meet. Right? And it's like, make sure your sofa is always against the wall, never like floating in the air, always against the wall. So when you're sitting watching television, you also see uh, who comes in. So never make sure that your television is the one that people see first. They have to see you first. Mm. So these are like the three big ones.
2: I love it. And one of the things that stood out for me was... I must have missed this in the memo somewhere is uh, when we walk into a house, we've got like a nice little, very contained little shoe rack at the beginning of the house, but you'll say maybe move that to the garage or something so that it's, right, yes. um, so it's or not even in put way-
3: a, Put a shoe box so that it's not visible.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, so if you open it, you know, in the shoe box and you put them in there and it's a nice shoe box, you know, nobody really pays it's attention. It, to, to it's artists. contained.
2: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. And so, I'd love to sort of have a chat about um, some of the things that are like just some of these objects. Like I've I've heard you refer to power objects. I've um, I never really. And even hearing you say that books could be a power object, like awards, and I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm learning so much in this space from you right now. I legitimately just relied on crystals just because that was something that I never really explored before we really started going down this rabbit hole. And I was like, oh, what could be a power object? And I was like, oh, I bet crystals probably are. So I just started getting the right colored crystals. You were like, put a blue one over here. So Someone got a blue one, stuck it over there. Um, oh, you said to me via my energy report number, by the way. <laughs> um, and so what are some of these power objects? Like I was, when I was taking notes, I was thinking like um, plants, do they count as power objects? um crystals what what else do you like what else
3: yeah so i, I would definitely say plants as they are living being literally hmm. they are living vibration um there are power project uh, object but i would never place them in the bedroom because um in a bedroom we need to really go introvert and plants are a symbol of extrovert being in nature right. so you know i would Kind of move that out. If you would put fake plants, that would be fine. But I would not do living, you know, mm-hmm. living plants. So you, you can use them in your um, living room or your office space. And then you can definitely say, um, I'm going to place them in the south or the east or the southeast. That's like the power position for this power object. Mm. Um, Crystals are very, it's also the same, they're living beings, yeah? Mm. Because they have grown over thousands of years, right? So they are holding a lot of power from the earth itself. But when you get crystals, make sure you are washing your crystals with lavender soap or lavender or sea salt water so you clean out the energy uh, be- and then you also have to activate the crystal uh, during the day like from 10 till 2 like you put them in the sunlight it beams all the sunlight absorbs the mm. sunlight and then you put them in certain areas in your house and wash and and reactivate them every six months because crystals absorb negative energy from us that's why they're power objects. Um, and so, um, power places for up for these objects well that's based on your energy number but there are some general energies. so white quartz crystal can always be in the west area hmm. uh quartz is always in the southwest uh amethyst northeast this is all like the three areas that give you power. Now, other power uh, objects, what I believe is a vision board. You know, uh-huh. I think a vision board is writing down your goals with images. And we have a very specific way to set up your vision board um, because it's also based on your personal energy number. So a vision board can be totally personalized. Um, and so one of the things, um, make your vision board, put in there your lo- your. Uh, Your the center of your vision board always have to be a picture of you Hmm. because a lot of people put a lot of pictures up but they forget it's about them
2: add them to the mix yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) so put the center the center of your vision board it's like you're the center of the universe the center of what you want to attract Hmm. and of course put a recent picture up don't put a baby picture up of like 10 years ago or something Hmm. so you want something to really say this is about me and i I really believe in uh, vision boards because my vision boards have attracted so many things in my life so i and I always use that as a power object. make sure it's in a beautiful gold looking frame, so when you put it there, so adding gold yeah the the element gold is also a power color right. for abundance, so it means um literally. You can place golden items around you like for example i have this you know mm-hmm. it's kind of you know instead of doing a normal thing i have something gold mm-hmm. um so you see i have two golden <laughs> things, right? i always have something gold on um so instead of seeing like oh it's clutter no it's in a golden object i mean it doesn't have to be real gold it just has to look like gold gotcha. yeah? so place golden objects around your house not that much but just like where you feel and you will grade more
2: abundance mm. and what about some of these colors because i know i think last year there was a i was tuning in and i was reading a, a something somewhere that it was perhaps blue and this year is white or something can you tell me more about like yes. what happens with like years cycle seasons you started the podcast saying by you're in a night you're at the, coming at the end of a nine-year cycle so definitely write a book and i took a note on that i will Definitely not try my best. I will do it. Okay. <laughs> I'll make a commitment. I'll do it. Um, and then from there, what like some of these energies around cycles and colors. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on in there?
3: Yes, of course. So we have um, in, in time feng shui, we have space feng shui and we have time feng shui. Oh. So it's about um, if you make an appointment, you always give two things, where are you going to meet the person and when, right? Oh. So to manifest something, we need to go at space location and time so yeah. feng shui uh, so your energy number we already is connect with time because it's your birthday yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah but then we can see there is a flow of energy there are years where your energy will be yang very active and years that will be more a passive yin so both are good it's like outer and inner mm-hmm. vibration yeah? so um when that happens You can activate that with colors, you can activate it with objects. We call that our yearly feng shui. Uh, So I do every year a big uh, topic on the law of attraction for for that year, Mm -hmm. because my students know then, oh, I I need to understand how my energy will flow this year. Mm -hmm. So I call this predictions. And so I can say like, oh, this is going on this year for you, right? But in order to always harmonize it, you know, if something is positive, you want to have it more positive. If something is a little bit less positive because it's more introvert and you're more passive about it, you still want to harmonize it to be, you know, still very positive. So when you do that, um, you literally um, are creating always the best law of attraction. Yeah. Mm. So it depends also, we can add some colors to it, like, uh, like, this year for you um your relationship energy needs southeast needs gold yeah right. so you need to put in the south with a golden object yeah so last year it was more like a blue object Yeah, mm. so i work with colors because um this is more universal right mm. so because i have people from all races and all cultures and all uh, religions following my work mm. so i found A system with colors that is that everybody can understand and relate with, because colors are a vibration. And Mm. so sometimes people say, "Well, I don't have that object." Yes, but it's easy to find something in a color color and to find something in an object.
2: Wise, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so I'd love to sort of understand where did all of this, like, come to, like, I understand that, you know, you've been on a spiritual journey for quite some time, but where did, like, what was the impetus from that? Like, I heard you say 15 years old, it started with, like, there was already this awareness. Um, was it your intuition that kind of guided you to that space? Or I guess I ask from a place where most of the people that I've had with the Inspired Evolution, one of the lessons I keep learning is that, sometimes our greatest challenges form our greatest gifts and I'm not projecting any challenges onto you, please don't let me do that. But there's so many gifts that you're sharing in this space. Was there ever any challenge that this was birthed out of or was it just like an intuitive kind of download that it was birthed out of?
3: Well, I would say my childhood till I was 15 was definitely a very difficult childhood, very challenging, a lot of sickness, um, a lot of um, abuse. And so for me, i was very lucky in a sense when i was seven i had a spiritual teacher come to me and teach me meditation Mm. um and so for me that was definitely a a huge shift that happened. Um, and I connected with that teacher he was an immortal what we call an ascended master that came to me and so what happened was I got regularly like updates I, I did not know there were books about this I had no idea other people had this information I was very by myself mm-hmm. um, and then when I was 15 I had a near-death experience so I was run over by a truck I was declared dead and they they revived me, and I was already on the other side, and there I was amongst a whole group of immortals, ascended beings, and they told me that my, uh, my mission in life was to go back and to enlighten more than 500 million people. Now, I came back into my body with that message and that vision, and I had no idea what that meant, but I thought, you know, at least it means making a difference you know so i did not wait till making a difference like a lot of people get messages and like oh one day i will do that i was mm. like every day I was like i was asking in prayer and meditation okay i'm here to enlighten 500 million people show me how yeah. mm. so if that's one person Right by smiling, by you know sharing something positive or helping them out. I even had calculated if I would become 85 years old, how many people
2: <laughs> done the math. Right. I love right.
3: it. You love that, right? So for me, it was like okay, that that would be already something, right? It was not millions, right? So I had no idea. This is before social media, before internet. So I had no idea how to do this. But I, I never, you know, I was never. Um, you know questioning the 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 request that was given to me i was not questioning even the how i just had such a fate mm. that you know when i came back to the world i was like okay that's my second chance but i also went through some major problems because i couldn't memorize things anymore suddenly i became from a straight a plus student a straight f student so mm. i was in a lot of um physical trouble but right. I started meditating so intensely from that moment on, and, and so changing my feng shui. I, I knew that my spiritual teacher told me the first steps on feng shui. I changed my direction, changed bedroom, changed colors. And so I, even with all the hardship I had to go through, I was still feeling the synchronicities were happening. I still mm-hmm. was feeling things were brought my way. And I was trusting, even if I was quite lonely, At that point still, um, in my spiritual journey, I had nobody I could really talk about. I mean, even if I talked to my friends, I remember the first person I talked about this whole spiritual journey, she said, you're ready to go into psychiatry right away, right? So, I mean, that's kind of a Catholic background uh, Mm. I was living in. But I also knew that uh, it would unfold. Mm-hmm. It would be seen. It would be become visible for me, yep. and so when I then had a twenty six enlightenment experience where I totally became one with the universe, um, and I was already a lawyer at that point because I was thinking, if I can be a, you know, how can I help most the world? And, you know, for me it was like, well, if I become a lawyer and can help with diplomacy, help the injustices in the world. I mean, I was trying to find a way to enlighten, right? Mm-hmm um i already knew at that point that um, i had to forgive you know i had to go through some major issues in my childhood so i had to forgive the people that had abused me so i did completely utterly forgave them when i was 25. um i also knew that was going to be helpful later on in my life and it did um my level of compassion to people level of non-judgment to myself to other people um, has increased over the years. And so for me, it's it's like the hardships, you know, I'm so blessed I had them. Yeah, mm. um, I, I would say I would not be who I am right now. But of course, it's the reaction towards the hardships. It's a reaction towards the challenges that make the challenges better or mm. make them become lessons and wonderful insights in life. But it's not easy for everyone right? So for me, um, the journey um, has been wonderful Um, and I bless my greatest um, abusers, you know, it's just thank God they were there for me Um, because I do believe their soul came into my life for me to strengthen who I am and I would not be this global teacher without them being in my life.
0: Mm.
2: Thank you so much for sharing that and I can see yeah, just, um, just reflecting on my own journey, just how much must inspire you to help people circumnavigate some of the challenges if they can <laughs> and uh, not have to go through some of their challenges. For those that are tuning in, obviously I mentioned it at the beginning, um, I obviously massive, I just cannot advocate getting your energy number and having a, the, the energy report come straight to your email inbox and it's very clear it's very useful it's very practical it really doesn't waste any of your time um i yeah i got so much out of that one resource that for the last 12 months i've been executing all the strategies from that and uh that inspired me to get you on here today so thank you so much for yeah just obviously stepping up to do the work that facilitate on such a such a massive level i think we're all better for it how does for those that are tuning in is that the best place you would recommend them to begin marie is that yeah
3: Yeah, definitely, they can go to mariedam.com. Of course, they can go to my Instagram, Diamond 8 where they're having several videos every week Mm -hmm. that gives them next steps, right? little videos of one minute, a few minutes, to give them a little concepts around Mm -hmm. feng shui. Um, Of course, they can go to my YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. and um, there, there's wonderful information about, you know, if it's a living room of your bedroom or a living room, if you want to find romance or living room, you know, feng shui about um, all kinds of aspects. So there's wonderful information out there. And of course, if you're ready for the next step, then you will receive, I would say um, after the free energy report, you will receive access to see if, if they want to continue this journey.
2: That's beautiful. And uh, hey, like it was no surprise that today was going to be good vibes. <laughs> but here we are basking in the good vibes. I want to take a moment to, uh, to ask you a question that's personal to me and it, it may not mean anything to you, but what do the words inspired evolution mean to you, Marie?
3: Well, it's interesting. I was actually um, meditating this morning, Mm. connecting with you and and, uh, your viewers and and, and thinking about inspired evolution. And the first thing that came up for me, there was all these beautiful colors. You know, I I Mm. see things very much into colors. And for me, it was all about aqua blue. It was all about clarity, I think. Inspired evolution is what you're bringing to people is giving them some clarity on certain topics. And um, because you cannot evolve if you don't get clarity about who you are. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and get inspiration from others, how to become more clear about who you are, because um, we are also overwhelmed sometimes with, knowledge and information and there's just a stress in the world out of yeah, be there overwhelming. but i do feel like you're giving them a channel of clarity that's kind of what i got when i talk connecting with your inspired evolution podcast. Oh,
2: marie that is such a heart expanding blessing to receive from you thank you so much for your blessings and just it would be rude to not be grateful so thank you so much for being here today Thank you so much for carving out the time and energy all the way from France. And thank you so much for, you know, not just today, you know, like all this work is built upon pillars and pillars and pillars of a life's, life's journey and a life's work and experience. So I just want to acknowledge all of that that informs this conversation here today. And as always, obviously on behalf of myself and the Inspired Evolution Tribe, we wish you the best. And uh, all the links to all the little bits and pieces we will put into the show notes, get your energy report number, highly recommend it. I um, I know I sound like I'm really pumping it, but really it, it it was a game changer for me. Um, and so I just can't advocate it enough. So I highly recommend you guys get in touch there. And some of the talks that Marie has on YouTube, this will be another one of them. They're really amazing. It's not just about Feng Shui. It's also about life and abundance and allowing things to flow with just grace and ease and, You know, for me, one of the biggest things I've taken away from Marie's work is just living more intentionally, just understanding the directions and where things are placed and bringing love and care into more of my environment. Like she says, you know, it's a three-dimensional vision board activating you personally. It's helped me be more intentional with myself. So thank you for your blessings, Marie
3: welcome and thank you so much i for what you bring into the world because you know we need people that uh, create platforms and inspire people through their own belief and their own journey and this is such a wonderful time and you're doing such a great job on it thank you so much for it
2: Yay! thanks for listening in to another amazing episode of the inspired evolution If you're loving these episodes, make your way across to YouTube. Click subscribe. Fresh episodes are launched every Monday with highlights being released throughout the week. Thank you so much. And hey guys, just so you know, a lot of love, heart, soul, and work goes into these episodes. So if you could, please leave us a five-star review and comment on iTunes. I love reading your positive feedback. It fans the flames of the passion to continue to create and help you live the life that you love. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback. I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. Big love from Amrit. And remember to stay inspired to evolve.